Let that coffee brew, let that air burn Meditating on my past and the lessons learned Wanna live life, wanna find me Wanna read the impressions of society Let that coffee brew, let that air burn Meditating on the past and the lessons learned Just wanna live life, just wanna be me Just wanna break these chains and become free Peace, peace, peace I hope everybody doing good out there. Uh, welcome to another episode of Talks with Mert, where we discuss mental health, emotions, spirituality, and the everyday trials of being a human being. Talks inspired by my own personal experiences and conversations I used to have with my mama. And I am your host, Mert Son. And um, if you want to keep up with me, follow me. You can follow me at uh, IG, Instagram, um, M-Y-R-T-S underscore S-O-N. Um, you can follow me on Facebook on the Mert Sun as well. If you want to keep tabs of the podcast, find out, um, you know, release updates, anything. Um, you can follow Talks with Mert on Instagram as well and Facebook. And um, man, yeah, you gotta. This is going to be one of my more lengthy episodes, <laughs> I would say. Um, it's talking about letting go. Um, I was watching the movie Fences. Uh, this week I've seen it a few times I'm a big fan of Denzel He just Dude is amazing Y'all know How he get down He just Dude is amazing But the movie Fences um, It was like a perfect example Of What can really happen To your life If you don't learn How to let go of certain things That's That's pulling at your spirit Or that's bringing you down And um one of the number one things, like the thing that the line that caught my attention the most out of there that I'm going to start with was when um, at the end of the movie, when the main character, Denzel, um, Troy, when he passed, his wife had said he was so big that he filled up all the space in the room when he was around. And I was like, damn, because what I'm about to go through with you is like, you can see how... <laughs> He filled up so much space and how he he made everybody around him uncomfortable because he was uncomfortable with himself. And um, like Troy, he was the main character. Um, the movie take place like in the 50s or the 60s, maybe could be a little earlier, could be a little later. I know it's old school, a lot of racism, a lot of segreg not segregation, but black folks still being treated less than less than. Um, but he was in there. Um, he was a. Uh, he was like four, like he might have been 50, maybe 60 um, in the movie. But he had a bunch of stuff in his past that he didn't work out. He never got clarity on. Um, he just never took time to really sit down and deal with those things. He'd been running his whole life. Um, he had dreams of playing in the major leagues. Um, that didn't go as planned. Um, he was living a life of crime. He got out of prison, and he had a chance to go play in the Negro League, but they didn't take him. Um you know, he put it on is because he was black. Um, more to it comes out about that later on in the movie. Um, he had relationships with his kids um, that he didn't quite get right, like going on with his life now. Things about his childhood and things with his father that he didn't get right was now trickling down and coming out with his own kids. Um, you know, and his wife, relationships, uh, the relationship he had with his wife um, was on pen and needles um, because of his life. He was living in turmoil. Um, 
and it was horrible. Uh, with his, his youngest son, his son wanted to play football in school and go live his dreams and pursue his dreams of being a football player. And he was bitter. Like, um, Troy was a bitter. He was miserable with his life. He was always making excuses. Um, he was feeling guilty all the time. Um, everything that happened in his life, he had a reason for it or an excuse for it. He put it on somebody or he blamed it on somebody or the white man was the reason that everything in his life happened the way it was. Um, and it was horrible. His dreams were shot. Um, his relationship with his pops was horrible. He had a bunch of stuff, too. His oldest son um, that he had, uh, he didn't raise him. Uh, he was absent from his life. So he felt a lot of resentment and a lot of pain and stuff about that. That um, And that caused a horrible relationship with his oldest son as they got older. Um, his dad, they got in this huge fight. Um, and he left his house when he was 14, um, Troy. So his father didn't want to see him be great and didn't want to see him live his dream. So his son, his youngest son who wanted to play football, he didn't let him go live his dreams. He felt... Like, he shouldn't do it, or he couldn't do it because his dreams didn't work out. And um, But he was an alcoholic. He was a horrible drunk. I mean, he was just a horrible person to be around through the movie. And his wife, you know, it's a wife's duty to stick by her spouse, you know. And that's what she was doing through the whole movie, regardless of, you know, how horrible he was. Is that right? <laughs> nah, but, you know. That's that old school. That's why they stayed together through everything back in the old days. Um, but the movie was called Fences. Throughout the movie, they were supposed to be, he was supposed to be building a fence in his backyard. And um, But while he was building this fence that he kept procrastinating on, he was building up these fences with the relationships with the people around him that was causing these things going on between them why they couldn't have healthy relationships. And... um. Those are the fences he was building up. Even his best friend. It was the only friend that he had that can tolerate his ass. And he eventually ended up pushing him away as well. Um, because he thinks he know it all. Because he done been through it all. And but it's because of those demons that he faced that he didn't let go. And you got to let go. Like, you really got to let go. Because if you don't let go, however much you weigh, all the stress and the shit that you carry around, it's going to be pulling at you and it's going to weigh on you and you will be dragging that around um, your whole life or until you, you know, you start dealing with whatever it is that the hell you got going on. And um, letting go is is never an easy process. It's, it's, it's not some shit that happened overnight. Nothing happens overnight. People always want quick results, but don't shit happen overnight. It just don't work like that. Um, I was depressed for like five or six years. And even I've been out my depression for a few years now, and I was crying in the shower yesterday. I broke down shine, uh, crying in the shower because I had this realization. I was sitting there just thinking because I've been feeling so grateful lately. Lately, I've just been quiet. I've been observing everything, um, everything that comes to me. It's a lesson or it's a blessing. It's a gift. I don't look at nothing negative. Nothing's been going on negative in my life. I've been able to have a clear mind and a clear heart to view and observe situations and the world. And I just got a lot of clarity going on in my life. And I've been feeling like confident. And even in my music, my homeboy was like, yeah, boy, you want one over there. And I said to myself, like, damn, boy, you want some other shit. But 
what's really going on is I realized that I'm not hurting anymore. Um, all these years I've been carrying around, you know, thoughts of other people, you know, relationships that didn't work out, um, my ancestors passing, um, things that I've done wrong in my past. I finally let all that shit go and I was crying in the shower because it's been so long since I had felt like light. I felt the weight lifted off of me. I haven't been thinking about anything negative, anything that deters my spirit from a higher place or deters it from anywhere that it want to be. So um, I just wanted to talk about letting go with y'all this week. Um, Fences just really like opened up my mind. I think that was to me, I mean, my homeboy used to discuss um, we always said that if a man gets to 40 and he don't have his life worked out, you know, or he ain't got his shit together, he probably won't never get it together. Not saying that it's not possible, not saying that he won't do it, but 40 years old, if you haven't faced, that's a lot of life that you've done lived that you haven't dealt with or you haven't worked out or you haven't really tried to figure out. So when you get to 40, that shit is kind of hard because you are already stuck in your ways. Um, you're resistant to change. You just don't want to do anything different. And that was Troy's problem. Troy was old school. He was stuck in his damn ways. Um, everything that happened to him, it just happened to him. He ran from it, and he ain't never deal with this shit. And it started coming out in all of the different places um, in his life. And... um so I just brought like little three, little three quick, it ain't going to be really quick, but <laughs> three things or three key lessons that I can, you know, I want to share on how I've learned to let shit go. Um, and I pass it on to anybody who's listening and anybody that feel the need to, you know, just want to help people and inspire people. But I hope this helped y'all. Oh, also, I forgot to say this in my um, my intro. If y'all listen to me on um, Apple Podcasts. Please like, view, reshare, uh, share, comment, um, let people know that you enjoy it, let people know that you feel in the podcast. Um, if I said anything that inspires you this whole time, I'm, I'm running my mouth, you know, shit, spread the word. You know, I would really do appreciate that. We're also on Apple, I mean, uh, Spotify and YouTube as well. Um, but yes, I just want to break down these three key points with y'all. Um, in order to let shit go, I told y'all it ain't no overnight thing. Um, number one is you got to face whatever it is that's that you're not letting go. If it's a person, if it's a conversation to be had, if it's something that has happened, um, uh, something about yourself um, you haven't done to your, that you've done to yourself, or you haven't forgiven yourself about, like anything. In order to let that shit go, you got to accept it. That has happened. You got to accept that it's your truth. Um, and the truth is something you can't run from. It's your truth. So until you face it and you accept it and you sit down with it, that truth, you know, <laughs> that's that's holding you back, that's got you feeling so heavy, that's, that's messing up all your relationships with people. If you don't face that truth or you don't face that thing or whatever it is, it's going to forever hold you back. It's going to keep coming back. And, um, during my depression, I had a number of things, you know, that I had to really sit my ass down and come to terms with and had to realize, like, this is what it is, bruh. And 
Like, what are you going to do, like, to, to move on? And a lot of things with me, I told you depression, it was a dark space. So one of the big things that I was facing with was me actually losing my mama and my brother. Um, I said, when you lose somebody that's significant to you and you lose, you know, family, like, letting go, like, that sound like, oh, no, I don't never want to let my people go. Like, you know, they were my everything. You know, I don't want to. It's not really letting them go, but it was to me, I hadn't come to terms that they had actually passed, that they had actually transitioned. How can I come to terms with that? And that, not not learning how to deal with, you know, the actual truth that they have passed, and it caused me to become scared of death. I was fearing death more than I, I have ever done in my life because I was like, these are two people in my life that I have that are not here anymore. And my family is like small, like my immediate family. I already, told, I already didn't have my pops. Um, and you know what I'm saying? And then I lose my mother and my brother. You know, I still have my sister, but I lost. That's still, it's like losing like 50% of the family that you have in, in one year. So I was shattered i was damn devastated and um and i told y'all like you can't hold stuff in because what i did when they passed i didn't immediately go into a depression i didn't immediately go into a dark space i noticed about myself that everything hits me delayed like uh i just gotta process it all first and me i wasn't trying to process it i was pulling me a troy and i was running i was running from Everything that was going on. I was running from those thoughts and those feelings that I had had. I was sitting on my porch one night and I had started thinking about my brother and that shit was hurting. And I was sitting there and I got damn terrified and I was just scared. Like, man, like he's really gone. And I just really couldn't do it. And when I felt that little fear, I ran from it. I didn't want to sit down there and face it. It was like another year before the depression really kicked in because I was going and going and going and going and going, trying to keep from feeling everything that I was feeling that I kept it bottled up. And when it all came out, that's what threw me in a depression because I couldn't hold it in any longer. I couldn't fight back any more tears. The depression and my mind and my spirit was like, dude, it's time for you to sit your ass down and face it because like, it, it just hit me out of nowhere. And, um, but I had to come to terms with that my family was was actually gone, and I had to do that in order to to move on, or in order to heal, or to lift the weight. Was sit down like my family has has really transitioned, that has really passed. There's nothing I can do about that, and I really live by, I live by this that if it's nothing that. If it's something going on in my life that I can control, I'm gonna get to work. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna do whatever it is I can to try to correct it because I don't like it. I don't like the feeling. I don't like what it's doing to my my life. I don't like how it has me responding to the people around me. But if it's some shit that I actually cannot change, that I have no control over whatsoever, I am gonna do everything in my power to simply let that shit go because it's nothing. You can do about it, and it's going to pull on you, like I said, and it's going to drag you. It's going to drag you down. And um, I didn't want to forever be walking around sad and depressed 
because I don't have my family, because I'm still living. I still have kids. I still have a family. I still have, you know, passions that I have to go out here and conquer. And I can't do that if I'm a sad, depressed being. Ain't no light coming from that. And um, another thing that I was dealing with, the, the fear of death. Um, and I had to come to terms with that. That's something that everybody is going to do. Everybody has a turn. In it, so there's no reason for you to sit up here and live your life thinking about it and worried about it because, you know, of these of these two point people that you just lost. Like I said, life still goes on for you. You're still breathing. You still have a way to go out here and make things happen. And um, once you in a depression, I told you, like I started when you're in a depression and you're a dark space, you're fighting to get out of this dark space. So everything that's going on in your life and internally, you're trying to work out and you're trying to figure it out to see what's going on. And I started going through all of the shit that I realized that was holding me back during my depression. Um, I realized that I had an issue with, you know, like money. It, just, it wasn't enough. I was always out here grinding. When I went through that depression, I had got home. I was homeless at one point and I was out here really like asking my homeboys for money on a regular basis. I was paying child care. Once I paid child care, all I had enough for me to do was go buy a bottle of liquor, um, a sack of weed and, you know, put a little $20 of gas in my car. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do to next payday. And, um, you know, I was having these bill collectors just call my line. We coming to pick your whip up. We coming to pick your whip up. And <laughs> I was living in my damn car at one point. So it was like, hey, you coming to get my car? Like, shit. So I'm stressed and depressed. And that shit had started weighing on me more than... You know, losing my ancestors, and I didn't like it. I hated it, and I was like, "This, this ain't life. This ain't the way to go out here and and live." Um, some more things that was going on in my life um, was women. I was uh, juggling women. Um, that shit was coming complicated. I had been doing that for years, and that shit had got tiring. It got tiring, and it was weighing on me because I was lying all the damn time. I had become a liar trying to keep up my situations I noticed I, I was lying to the women about where I was what I'm doing and those lies started to trickle over and carry over to all the other different parts of my life and I noticed that shit that I had become a liar and I was like I hated that and I'm giving you all these list of things because that's going to lead up to step two right now is <laughs> we still in step one we facing our truths we're admitting and accepting everything that's going on in our life this is what it is this is what's going on so um yeah so lying and the women those to me was playing hand in hand to me because I realized that's where my lies were stemming from is because you know I ain't control my second head the one the one below and, and, and until you control him you're gonna always be on the run you're gonna always be chasing I tell my son and my oldest son I was like you know you gotta have control of both of your heads you know, don't let the one below control what you got going on, because when you do that, you're going to forever end up in a bad place or in a place where you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on, confused state. And that's a place you don't want to live. You don't want to be there. So lying and, you know, controlling that part of myself, my fears and my desires. I was lying because of my fears and my desires, you know, scared of getting caught, scared of getting caught up and lying because uh, I'm fiending for a conversation with these women and you know sex so uh that had me in the back I hated that part about myself like I felt filthy I felt 
Like, damn, dude, you been doing this for years. Like, you got to clean up your act. You got to get over this. You got to you got to get better. So I felt bad about those parts of my life. And I had to keep moving, man. Um, I had to grow from those things. So when I came to realization to, you know, me having all these messed up things about myself, now that you know and you're aware of these things that's keeping you from being, you know, a better person. You realize that these are some things that you can change. So now what's next? What's your next step? And step two, um, I told y'all, like, this is a process. For me to come to terms with those things, that shit took months. And it took months, like, and I was sitting on my porch for hours every single night, like, when I was going through these things, just thinking about my life. And for me, I feel like in a month, of, like, them times, that those months, it took those months, just all that time I dedicated to myself, it still took months. And I say that to say that, you know, if you're out here living and you're running from your fears and you're running for the truths that you need to accept, you're running from these things that you want to let go, these situationships or these people or things about yourself, things that you've done in the past that you ain't let go, people that have done to you, you know, if you're distracted, you're never going to get around to those things and they're going to forever keep pulling at you. You're going to hear me say that shit over and over and over because <laughs> that's exactly what Troy was. You know what I'm saying? And this next point that I'm getting to is you got to deal with it. You got to face it. You got to work it out. You know what I'm saying? You got to apologize. You got to forgive yourself. You got to start really start having conversations with yourself about, you know, how are you going to go out here and correct and fix these things? And the perfect chance for Troy, he had a horrible relationship with his dad. He left his dad in his home when he was 14 years old. He was out here living on his own. And, you know, his son ended up leaving home because of him, because of how bad of a person he was. He didn't know how to treat anybody. He was disrespectful. He was mean. He was feeling entitled. He felt like everybody owed him something because of all the shit that he been through that he didn't let go. So his opportunity to fix his problems and to deal with his problems, his chance to correct those things, you know, could have been with. No, I put it like this. If he would have dealt with his problems and faced his problems the way he would, he could have had a better relationship with his son. That's how I would have had to learn to do things. If I would have had a horrible relationship with my father, I'm going back and I'm not going to have the same type of relationship with my son. The way my father treated me, the the type of conversations and the relationship that we had, if it was something that I didn't appreciate or that I didn't like, then I can't I can't be that way with my kids. I got to correct it. That was his opportunity to fix that. And he missed it. Because he died before he was able to fix their relationship. And his son resented him. His son didn't even want to go to his damn funeral. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be that guy because you're carrying around this sack of hurt or this, this sack of pain and these, these thoughts and these feelings and these emotions that you're carrying around. You know, you don't want to be that person that's carrying this around. You don't want to be that bitter-ass, miserable person that people can't stand. Every time somebody's around you, they feeling like they're walking on glass or eggshells because you could snap at any point. You don't want to be that. Another thing with his life, he didn't make the major leagues because he said it was the white man. The white man didn't want him to go to the next level, even if he was better than all of the, the pros that was on the team out there. Even if you are better than all of them, they didn't accept him because he was black. 
later on in the movie, his wife is telling him, like, you have to face the truth. You didn't make the league because you were too old. You know, you were trying to make the major leagues at 40 years old. Yes, you're good, but we can't put a lot into you if you're old. And that's how it is when you're dealing with this. He didn't want to accept that, you know, and he didn't accept it. So when his son come home telling him that he wants to go play high school ball, and he got a chance to play college ball, got a recruiter coming to the house and everything. He told the dad, told the recruiter, don't come. Um, he tried to keep his son from playing football. Well, he did because his son ended up going to the military. But he took away his son's dreams because he was unable to live his. He didn't come, never come to terms with you just couldn't play football, bas- uh, baseball because you were too old. So he took his dreams away from his son. And that shit went right. You know what I'm saying? And with his wife, his wife had been there in his corner so dedicated all this time. And he didn't appreciate her. You know, she ended up telling him, you know, hey, I spent my time with you in your corner for years in this marriage, 18 years in this marriage. I've been with you and um, you don't appreciate me. What about my dreams that I gave up? What about my hopes that I gave up? Everything that I wanted to be to be with you. And you don't appreciate that. And those are the kind of things we got to think about when we're facing these problems. We got to think about the people that is around us. We don't want to be building up these fences um, between our loved ones and the people that we need and adore in our life. You know what I'm saying? So deal with it. Deal with the hurt and deal with the shit that you got going on in your life so you don't end up in these situations. And um, for me, like I had to, after I started having these conversations with myself, I was like, okay, why do you lack money? Because you ain't got no work ethic. I had no work ethic at the time in my life. I'm sitting around and I'm depending on these these nine to fives to bring me the money and the checks that I'm wanting to go out here and take care of my responsibilities. This is before I started a photography business. I had no work ethic. I was really depending on these jobs to make a living for me, bouncing job to job, applying for jobs who may pay more than the last job. You know, doing all these things, really depending on this. And I'm like, nah, you got to develop a work ethic. That's when the entrepreneurship started shining bright on my forehead. Like, (laughs) get out here and get to work. Find out what you want to do. You know, go out here and make love to your passions. And, you know, create some beautiful babies out of them. So, um, my ancestors, me losing my ancestors was one of the things I had to figure out. How am I going to do with this so I can get past this hurt and I can get past this pain? Um, I've already come to terms that I've lost my ancestors, ancestors, my mom and my brother. What am I going to do to feel better about it? And I had to turn everything. I had to turn their life into my lessons, their memories, their memories. I had to live by and cherish those memories, use them as motivation and inspiration throughout my day to day to go out here and, and live. Everything that took them away from this life. Uh, far as health, um, I knew that their health was part of the reason that they left this earth. Um, by the way, they ate, you know, lack of working out, lack of doing all these things. It was part of the reason why they left here. So I can't I can't live like that. You know what I'm saying? I have to start over and set the right path for my children. I got to correct my eating habits now so I don't leave here before my kids, you know, before they're ready for me to leave or before I'm ready to leave here. Um, I watched my parents and my brother work a nine to five for years, struggling, not struggling, but just breaking their bodies down. Like my mom, I seen her when I was little. She was working two or three jobs at one point and she'd get off work, come home, put me on the bus and 
shit, Harley get ready to get get herself ready to go to the next job. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be that. I'm grateful that she was able to do that for me, but I I had to learn from their lives. You know how to set up my own lives. That became my focus. You know what I'm saying? I can't sit around and you know deal with the hurt anymore. I have to really take my losses and turn them into lessons all the way around the board. And me losing them was motivation and inspiration to go out here and live my life a better way. You know what I'm saying? Break generational curses or break certain curses that was going on in my family so my kids can go out here and, you know, live their best lives as well. That's how I had to look at losing them and losing their deaths. You know what I'm saying? I had to deal with it and move on. And um, when it came to death, I was looking at death all strange. Um, I was scared of it. I had to look at it like, yeah, I do know that we're all going to leave here, but you can't be scared of it because you got to go live your life. That And when I thought about it like that from that standpoint, is it, it made me and it motivated me to want to go live my life to the fullest, go out here and do everything in my, my power to live, make sure I'm living my best life um, all the way around the board, not living out of fear because if you're living out of fear you ain't really living because you're holding yourself back you ain't doing everything that you could do or want do because you're scared and you can't live like that i can't live worrying about death i had to really come to terms that with death is just a part of life it's a cycle ain't no reason to be scared of it you know what i'm saying and these conversations and these realizations and these thoughts that i'm dealing with and having i told y'all this takes time it's not nothing that I sat down, I wrote down overnight, and I'm like, you know, this is how I let go. This is how I move on. This is how I do better. No, it takes time, especially this next one that I'm coming to. This really took time. This is like the women, the the lying and the cheating. So all these things I had to conquer, I became great at them. I thought I let them go. What was holding me back from moving on? is I hadn't forgiven myself yet for all of the women that I've hurt. You know what I'm saying? And that was keeping me from being a great man. I wasn't able to become the great man that I am now, or the, I wouldn't have been the great husband that I am now if I hadn't forgiven myself. You know, I spent so much time and years worrying about how those women, and what they would think and what they would feel of me now and you know, it was holding me back from because I'm like, yeah, you did them dirty. Like, so, you know, you got to get past that. You can't reach out to them to see <laughs> to see have they forgiven you. You know what I'm saying? They've moved on with their lives. You need to move on with your life. You know what I'm saying? They can't forgive you. Even if they did forgive you, that's up to them. That's on their terms. You will never know that. So what you need to do is forgive yourself. For, I had to forgive myself for all other people that I've hurt, you know, in my past and going through my ventures. Once I was able to do that, you know what I'm saying, is I was able to to love freely and to really see my worth and really be the man that I always dreamed of being. You know what I'm saying? Because I always wanted to be a dope husband. Like, I always wanted marriage. I just had to, like I said, become stronger than the, the head that's below, come stronger than the conversations that were pulling me away from my relationships, Come become stronger than... My desires become stronger than my fears. I had to put all this shit to a side to go be the husband that I wanted to be. And I had to forgive myself. I'm no longer that man. You know you are not that man. You're not out here slaughtering women anymore. 
So you need to go up here and live your best life and quit letting that way you lived in your past hold you back from being a great husband, a great father, just a great man. You know what I'm saying? And I had to move on from that. And once I was able to do that, man, I've been married uh, two years now. Um, and marriage is, man, outside of being a father, is probably one of the most dopest things that I could have asked for. Marriage, it, it helps me in just so many ways. And it's blessed me mentally, spiritually, in just so many ways, man. And me and my wife, I told you, I said this before in other episodes, we are like, we're on two different sides of the spectrum. And for us to be clicking the way we clicking now is just... It's just so dope, man. And But yes, that was step two. When you're dealing with these things, you learn how to work on these things after you face them. So you learn how to work them out. You learn how to move on from them. And once I've forgiven myself, I had people in my life that I had to forgive, certain relationships in my life that I had to forgive people. I've never had to forgive anyone in my life before. People had done things wrong to me before. But, you know, during my depression, like some things happened that, really pushed me to like understanding like how can you do how are you going to deal with this person this is a person that you do want in your life and that you love how are you going to deal with them and the way they hurt me I had to realize that I can forgive them and I can love them I can be around them but when it comes to the way that they hurt me I can't deal with them on that level and that's how I was able to forgive you know what I'm saying it's a lesson learned because me I love hard not just in my relationships or with my marriage. I like my family, my friends, people that like in my circle, like I love hard, like so hard. So it was hard for me to figure out how to love while holding back in certain areas, not holding back, but learning how to maneuver or move in that area in, 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 my, in that relationship, in that certain part. And once I was able to do that, though, I was good, but that was part of me learning how to forgive. I thought I learned how to forgive myself from a lot of things. I learned how to forgive other people. and um, But that's going to lead me up to step three. You know, after you deal with these things and you face these things and you come to terms with these things, you work them out. And once you get to a point where you're okay, you're fine, you're feeling good, you don't have this weight on you, you know what I'm saying? You got to let that shit go. That's the third and final step. You got to let it go. You can't let it continue to hold you back, hold you down, keep you from being your best self. You just spent all this time, these months or years or however long it takes to deal with it and face it and to work it out. Now it's time that you let that shit go. You know what I'm saying? It's out of your control now. It's out of your hands. Would it let it go and leave it to God? Is that what they say? Let go, let go and let God. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be Troy. When Troy died, that, that, that statement that I started off with, he was so big that he filled up all the space when he was around. You don't want to be filling up your space, nobody else's space or anything. You don't want to be the bag lady. You don't want to be the man that's carrying around all these, these things with you that you can't enjoy life. People can't enjoy you. You can't enjoy them. Because you're worrying about everything that has held you back and everything that has happened to you in your past. You know what I'm saying? All you can do is tackle it, work on it, and let that shit go. I had done everything in my power to work on how I feel about death, my finances, 
um, relationships, my, my love life, um, me losing my ancestors, death, all of that. I have done everything that I could in my power, and I had to let that shit go. And I told you I cried yesterday because, damn, I was I, I felt free. It was the first time in so many years that I was able to to just let go and feel free. I had I, I just hadn't been hurt in so long. I hadn't been feeling any hurt, any discomfort in my spirit or my mind, any bad energy, anything that had been going on. Um, I hadn't been feeling it. And I just feel so light. And I've been moving like a damn <laughs> robot, like a machine lately, like like feeling life. I'm in the moment of everything that happens in every moment that I realize I'm in it. Like, I'm going full throttle, and it's been feeling good, but it's been years since I've been able to feel the way I feel now, and I was just so, so grateful, and because I feel like I've mastered the art of letting go, and I'm not saying that these these thoughts or these feelings won't never resurface, they won't never come back, but when they do, like, I'm going to be in top-notch shape to, to take care of them and to deal with them when they do come. You know what I'm saying? Because I've not been there before. I know how to deal with them now. I'm now my higher self. So these lower situations are not going to pull me down. They're not going to pull at me. Um, you got to let this shit go. I've been doing the same thing with the media lately. Because um, I've been now that I've been more free, I'm not t- so tapped in into... These dark places, I'm more focused on everything that's going on. But I come up for air every now and then because I feel okay to do so. You know, when you're going through these dark places and you're really working on yourself, you ain't coming up for air. You're constantly in these dark places and your depression being drugged down. Or you're so deep in the media and the news that you ain't focused on yourself. It's either one extreme or the other. But I hadn't figured out how to balance it. But now I can, you know, come up for air a little bit to enjoy, not enjoy, but to see what's going on around me and I still see the world is in chaos and <laughs> shit made me want to go right back into my little dungeon but <laughs> you know what I'm saying because <laughs> things are crazy but you know I've been able to come up for air and the the way the world is and I can feel all of it now but it don't it don't phase me anymore um but the art of letting go um let go I just my message to anybody out there that you know if there's anybody that you need to forgive um, if there's a certain conversation to be had, if there's some forgiving that you need to do with yourself, if there are some things about yourself that you need to let go, um, let it all go because it ain't worth it. And you can't live your best life if you're carrying around luggage, if you're carrying around baggage, if you're carrying around things that you haven't faced in your past. Those shit is going to keep coming back. So go ahead and deal with it face on. Knock it out. Conquer it. Be your better self. Don't be the man that's, don't be a Troy walking around here, taking up everybody's space, being a, a cancer to everybody that's around you, a cancer to the relationships that's around you. You know what I'm saying? Be your better self. Be your greater self. And um, that's going to be my time, y'all. I appreciate everybody that do support the podcast. Thank y'all so much. Um, again, if you're listening to me on Apple Definitely leave a review. Apple Podcasts, leave a review, leave a comment. Let me know you love me. Hit the IG. Um, y'all can even hit my email too, talkswithmert at gmail.com if you got any suggestions for shows or anything. Um, I wanted to talk about it all.
But I love y'all. Appreciate everybody that listening. Any change that you want to see in this life, it begins with self. Believe in self. Be patient with yourself and watch self blossom. It's your boy Mercer, and until next time, peace. Let that coffee brew, let that air burn. Meditating on my past and the lessons learned. Wanna live life, wanna find me. Wanna read the impressions of society. Let that coffee brew, let that air burn. Meditating on the past and the lessons learned. Just wanna live life, just wanna be me. Just wanna break these chains and become free.